You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and that's a good that's a good point to transition to the bad signed Griff and the defense, which yeah they gave up forty eight points. However, forty five gave... points. 45 ah, that's fine. Points. That's fine. That's 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 like, what 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 are we complain about? Yeah, it could what have been forty six guys, yeah, but it was forty five. So much worse. Um, yeah. no, it couldn't have been that much worse. Although both of us, after watching the tape, as sometimes happens. We were a bit copy. We we got a bit copy on the timeline. Um, oops. Um, it wasn't so, that bad. It, but it, it was, but it wasn't that bad. So like, we can it feels re- correctable. Really quick, we can frame this really quick, and then Maddie jump back into what you're saying. So Kevin Cole on PFF every week. I think it's him. I, if it's not, I'm apologize to the person that I'm miscrediting. Um. Not that they need me to credit credit them. But anyway, um, he, he posts every week like the quote-unquote true scores of like trying to eliminate like if there weren't high-variance plays, what would mm. the real true scores be? Oh, that and, sounds fantastic. And, exactly and, what's needed. Exactly. For the Lions, they would have scored, if this was normal, a normal game, they would have scored 27. Still bad, but not 45. Like, not 45. And we you can just think like, there were a bunch of flute plays this game on top of other bad play. But anyway, Maddie, so it wasn't that bad. You're right, because the Lions should have had a the Seahawks should have had a regular bad game, not one of the worst games you've ever seen. Hmm. Um, so my my less advanced data, I, and I think this is a pretty good way of kind of highlighting some issues that, that, that are present in the defense right now. So if we look at explosive passes and then the really bad uh, long touchdown run and the reasons like if you're going to apportion blame afterwards and who to blame is kind of illuminating so 32 yard run where George uh, sorry 32 yard touchdown well no it wasn't let's get this right <laughs> 32 yard catch um it was a touchdown from Jordan which Jordan Brooks allowed with a fire zone bust we weren't sure in the post-game press conference where exactly the blame lied we weren't 100 certain but having watched it back in the nickel bear front that seattle was running and we have um you know we, we were we were campaigning for that you're are you laughing because the broncos went three and out 
<laughs> I saw a tweet related to the Broncos going ah, through and out, right. but I am listening. Yeah, no, no, I know you are. Um, it's very funny what's going on. Um, and Russell Wilson is apparently okay, so that's good. Um, that is good. Thirty-two we still yards. Need the Broncos to lose because we have their draft pick. Yes. So the Bears, the Bear front, right? They were basically playing the cover three fire zone rules, and then the the edge rusher who dropped off when they're playing cover three, he was more like a bonus hook. So it was it was on Brooks, and I don't know what he was thinking. Like basically, well, I do know what he's thinking. He like jammed a tight end up so much so I think a flag got called, and he looked at Goff, and Goff like kind of gave him a look into the flat, and he just thought he'd played it, and it was getting checked down, and he just played something which wasn't his job. So that's it's that's something which doesn't can, make any. It's so weird, man. That that falls under the bracket of do your job, don't try to do yeah. too much. Now yeah. twenty one yard run. Kobe Bryant blitzed. He blitzed at the wrong angle for the run and drop type. He blitzed more like it was wide zone away, and he's aiming for the back hip of the quarterback on boot. It wasn't that. It was like a, it was like an inside power path. So he could have got tighter, removed the cutback, because everyone up front who's slanting over for his blitz, they're playing gap inside run blocks, not boot away. So you can't aim for the back hip on that point. 21 yards, um, the fumble play... Kobe Bryant got beat, but that was because they jet motioned into it and they ran a dagger kind of beater. But he's not familiar with the fact you can jet, and I wasn't either. It's cool, cool beater where you jet motion his dagger. Again, that's an exposure thing. Like he's a rookie. Um, he's he's new to this. I felt Jordan Brooks could have got a bit more depth, but I mean, really, it's you know Bryant's just a rookie. Uh, Twenty-eight yard catch. Mike Jackson didn't play deep to short. It was a weird one where Jared Goff rolled out just to hear live. I think you can chalk that up to it being a bit weird, but also Mike Jackson isn't the expected left cornerback, um, or at least from the start of the season, we thought, you know, well, not the start of the season, the preseason, we thought Sidney Jones was the dude to play out there. And in this kind of deal where uh, Mike Jackson's playing, I'm not sure how much longer that's going to last because uh, Sidney Jones is coming in and it, it sounds like he's, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, then 26 yards. Um, good play from Detroit. Good design, which happens where they got Woolen playing man on the slot receiver. Again, he's a rookie. He's unfamiliar in that situation. He hasn't played much man in the slot at all because he's playing outside. He plays the wheel route upfield because that's what he does when he's outside. He stays on top. He's not familiar with the fact that, you know, if I if if you see a slot wheel, they're probably looking to throw that back shoulder. It's very rare to throw that over the top, uh, especially against off coverage. Um, then 17 yards, they just beat the be Seattle's bare quarters coverage, but Diggs was right there and he did um, hurt the receiver in that on that hit. So, you know, that's football. Um, 51 yard run on second and seven. Bad play call, which, I mean, we can get into a bit more, but bad play call and then bad missed tackle yeah. from Josh Jones, but tough situation. 81-yard catch and run, great cover eight beater from the Lions, then a bad missed tackle from Josh Jones, terrible missed tackle from Cody Barton where he just looked knackered. Um, 17 yards on fourth and 10, Bryant got beaten fire zone by the dagger combination, which again, inexperienced of roots. Also, he's kind of always playing on the athletic edge, so that's another discussion. And then 16 yards, Ryan Neal beat on a corner route in, in one rat. And then finally, 24 yards, a uh, third and nine bust where Ryan Neal or Bryant 
they one of them was meant to cover the route and they didn't. And I think a lot of it was um, just th- they're trotting out dime for the first time. And I think in the case of Ryan Neal, this was first game rust for him. I think Sidney Jones had a like first game rust as well, which shouldn't be present again. And I think Carol mentioned afterwards, like, or it might have been the game before, which shows how bad the defense has been. But if a vet is telling you something, listen to them. Like, there's a reason they're pointing something out. And on this play, like, Diggs is going, yeah, they've motioned to Chips Bunch. Like, you know, do what you're meant to do here. And no one picked up the dude. So it was one of their fault. Um, so that catalog of errors, we have inexperience we have one bad play call we have one good design but it's mainly rookie inexperience and lack of exposure which really that's encouraging because eliminate that learn from that get more vets back in and you're good yeah yeah so like it's there i feel like it's just unrealistic that they remain this bad for too much longer i don't know like you said, clean up, clean up excess penalties, clean up excess missed tackles, and then let, let the rookies continue to grow. And then let the defensive scheme, let it continue to hone itself. And, and they get the calls and the personnels and the packages out there for the right situations that we've talked about, you know, like optimizing yourself, get those things taken care of. Then you're giving yourself a fighting chance to like really develop the proper chemistry, the proper rapport, the proper, um, the reps. Um, and then that's where, that's where, you know, you kind of run into like, you, you kind of get your force multipliers a little bit like, but you have to get your feet under yourself first. And a lot of it is like, I know this is a trite statement, but you know, self-inflicted wounds, they, they really are self-inflicted. Now the difference between making self-inflicted wounds, and not making them right now might be the difference between them scoring 45 and the, that 27 points, right? And you're giving up 27 points, you still have problems. But then how do you get down from 27 points down to the teens, which would actually be an elite defense? I don't know if that's going to happen this year or at least anytime soon this year. Um, but from there, it's like, okay, how, how much better can the rookies get, right? Um, how much how much more effective can the... the uh, you know, the, the um, supplementary calls be because, um, you know, they were dialing up those fire zones. But I feel like schematically, I think that they just kind of retreat to the parts of the Venn diagram that they overlapped with, with Desai and Carl Scott last year, you know, play more base bear, play more nickel bear, just rep the crap out of it. And what you're losing on those early downs and those mixed tendency downs where it could be runner pass, what you're losing in pass rush I think you offset by just re by committing to being a little bit more of a pressure team, run the call those fire zones and then play your rules better. And then if you get beaten one-on-one fine, you're, you're a Ripley's, you're a Ripley's team anyway, right now. And you play Ripley's principles in three deep, three under fire zones. So you, you might as well just lean into the techniques and then, you know, those fire zones are a double whammy. You're getting pass rush and you're getting, you're, you're helping your run problems. And it leans right into how you're playing cover three right now anyway, when you're rushing four, when you're playing cover three. So, and then if you get really good there, then you can dial back up the four down stuff. Then you can dial up, you know, some of the spicier things you do. You can start calling those again on second and five, second and six, you know, but right now, second and five, second and six should be 
you know, be gap sound, not gap. Well, you can be out gaps and still be gap sound relatively, but be more fundamentally based schematically and focus fundamentals player wise. And then you can build yourself right. back up. Cause like credit to the lions because they, they remained somewhat committed to the run. Uh, even though they were down by, well, it was almost three scores, wasn't it? But they were down in, and they didn't, they didn't panic. They they still mixed in the run nicely, which is important because if you become one dimensional, then you get these fronts which are you know pass focused. You get these calls which are pass focused because a defense doesn't have to worry about the run. And like a prime example of this is that second and seven where like Seattle is in a, a two three technique front. They're in middle field open running straight. I think it was just straight quarters and cover four yeah. and. They don't game the front. They don't slant. They're just like thinking pass. And the Lions come out and under center. Okay, it's spread presentation initially, but they shift into 11 personnel uh, with the tight end attached. And they just run gap uh, power. And they get a 52-yard touchdown run from Jamal Williams. And it's like, what are we doing here? It's the yeah. same thing as against the Falcons, where it's like, why are you running nickel over against... Um, 21 personnel like let's play some more bear let's let's have some yeah you're you're, th you're throwing your player like it needs to be understood they're throwing their players in some of these situations that look really bad on the broadcast the players are absolutely being thrown to the wolves by like on three or four different counts of things working against them on the play so yeah you you would you would need like like vic fangio wouldn't be doing this with navarro bowman and patrick willis and, yeah. and and Justin Smith and Ray McDonald and whoever their nose tackle was. Like, he wouldn't be doing this with them. And, like, and so a positive spin is that we did see more. We saw nickel bare fronts, which is what we were calling for. Right. We saw that for the first time, and they largely worked. And again, the run defense looked really good other than the, you know, the, the points it disaster didn't. calls yeah <laughs> but that was mainly a play calling thing rather than a an execution thing so encouraging in that area and i thought the front uh the d line played really well the both linebackers were really struggling like um they need a reset in the sense to like okay it's been bad but like you just need especially cody barton like stop overplaying stuff yeah. well even brooks like like the fire zone play like just play your thing. Like, stop trying to make like miracles happen. Yeah. Just play, do your job. Brooks had some nice run fits. Um, Bar Barton, Barton, Barton has had lost. some all right coverage, but um, yeah, he is lost. Unfortunately. He's so 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 right. I mean, you know, I, I've been pretty consistent saying this. I thought Barton had two really good games and then two really bad games in the, their four games so far. He's a player who. He is effective when he can key immediately, use his smarts to key immediately, and then play fast, get going, and don't stop moving. Like that's how he that's how he can be an impactful player. This scheme right now asks him to play slow and read slow, and then when it's time to make something happen, be a difference maker. And that's not how the ways that he's a difference maker. Um, so it's like, but it, it makes it's no surprise that every time they go into bear and the gaps move, he is flying. It's because that's what he does well. 
Um, it, it, like when they're, you know, one back, one back outside zone, you're in bear. He's like, all right, I'm just going to go get leverage in my gap and I'm going to go fly. And he does it like he like, okay, that's what he needs. And then if he can key the key, the pass, he's getting into his pass drop pretty quick. Um, and so like, that's where it, it's really not suiting him. And he, he was so much more of a pure scheme fit last year and the year before. And you didn't get to play a lot in it. Um, but we're yeah, going to, I think it's that still struck going me, to work Gris, about out. other, other players like that because there's like not as much consistency. And I actually thought the variety in the calls was greater this game. And, and yeah, there was no, more was. schematic options and that was actually a good thing, but right. they are still acclimatizing a bit like to the different, like, well, on this play, I do this, but then on this play, I do that. Like, they're sort of still coming to terms with that. And notably in Barton's case, as you, as you said. Uh, I think there are some other positives, though, like individual players, like really quick. Well, Clint Go Hurts, ahead. yeah, well, Clint Hurts said they played two and a half quarters, which are good. And mm, I, I do mostly agree with that statement. You, you, like during the game, there was a period where people were tweeting like, oh, wow, okay, the defense doesn't look like a disaster. And then yeah. it started to look like a disaster. And I tweeted, "This game reminds me of how they played in this." It was like the the you know the first quarter, then like halfway through the second quarter, I was like, "Oh, how they're playing right now is how they played in the second half against the Niners, where they're actually playing good defense." So they still kind of have like a backbone here that is functioning. Um, it's just they need all the rest of the body parts in this metaphor to uh, pick up slack. But on a case on an individual basis. We were actually seeing really good pass rush from Shelby Harris, Quentin Jefferson, and even Puna Ford. Jared Goff made some good plays. Um, but like those guys were actually getting some movement inside. They were getting the corner on guards. Um, and Maddie, you mentioned this. Josh Jones, after having some abysmal games, he looked way more comfortable this game, covering, you know, a pretty good tight end in TJ Hawkinson. Um, that's pretty big. If just if, needs to if, tackle. He's, he just he's three, he had three bad missed tackles. One, yeah. Two of them were in tough situations. One of them was just bad. Lucky Woolen cleaned up for him. But yeah. You know what's um, weird is in preseason when everyone else, when all the second and third stringers weren't tackling anybody, he was the only one making tackles. Yeah, so it might have just been a, a funky game. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Woolen's I'm, fun. I'm, like Woolen's technique was up and down this game, but he's fun and his pick was cool even though it was a late throw from Goff. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm eager. I'm also eager to see Sidney Jones if he's getting reps with the ones in practice and him I being think, the I full think world he's starter. Start. I think he's a starter now. If if but he think... if he can get back to where he was last year, I mean that's that would make a that would put a dent in this whole thing. Mm. And it's not like Mike Jackson's been utterly abysmal, but Sidney what... Jones was a good cornerback last year. One thing I'd say is like. I think they because they were scared about being run on, but like they were just staying in the same like middle field closed coverages when the Lions started throwing it around the yard, especially like when they started scoring. And I, I didn't really understand that. Like I thought a bit more coverage variety, and I guess they'd say like actually we did bon- we did bonus fire zone, we did cover nine, we did one robber, we did one rat. Is that not enough for you? But I. D- <sighs> It just felt like there was consecutive plays of the same coverage or the same play, and it's like, well, that's a bit easy. But I, I, I don't know. That's it. 
a lot for you know they just lost their one-on-one matchups though that's basically what happened in the passing game down the stretch like neil got roasted um and yeah 